microphone and you make sure that it's not covering too much of your face. Perfect. Joey, uh, uh, man, the plant is dude, in the way. That's major. The plant is in the way. <laughs> that's a major issue. We didn't uh, think about this. The producer is getting the producer is getting fired. It's okay. We'll we'll just peek around the Yeah. Nice green lush it's, potato plant here. It's awake. Welcome to this week in sparkling water. My name is Ewak Merrickson and I'm your host. Javi, do you I have a guest today, it's Javi. Javi, do you think that anything is expected of you when you're a guest on the podcast? <laughs> you know what? There's Honest <clears throat> There's there was like something that was happening internally before we came up here. Yeah. And I was just thinking about why I even consider it more than just like a normal moment in our day. You know, like this is what we do all the time. (laughs) Yes. We hang out and we talk regardless of whether we have this studio. Yes. So you had this meta moment of like, yeah. Why does it feel different if you document one hour of it? Totally. And there was a little like talking me down. (laughs) <laughs> off the ledge off the off like the 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 pedestal of like whatever oh it is that this, oh, okay. this creates in my mind i see what you're saying so what's the answer there's no reason for me to think right any different right yes because every moment is the same and in the end the universe will implode yeah, yeah. Is that it? We're we're all in it together, Joey. We're I mean, we're definitely in it together. I'm experiencing an extremely heightened sense of nakedness because I just came home from work and at work, it's a Monday, it's quiet, so for a bit of it I was just hanging out in the kitchen. Man, this plant is like really in between <laughs> us. It's so funny. I'm just gonna I, scoot I forward. Know, I'm trying a to bit. act like I'm not looking around the plant. <laughs> It's so in the way. It's so funny. Okay. So I was just hanging out in the kitchen with my boys in the back. Yeah. And there's this one line cook. His name is Isaac. I love this man. And I was just hanging out there shooting the shit. And he was like asking me what I like to do. Like what's my hobbies. Mm -hmm. And I hate that I say this. It's so embarrassing. But I said that I have a podcast because he just wanted something, you know. Like, we're at work, you know? We don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So you just want to give mm-hmm. something. Totally. So I'm like, I I review sparkling water every week. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I'll listen to that. And then he asked what it was called. And then I told them that it was called This Week in Sparkling Water. And then, like, a fucking short rib came out, and I deliver a short rib to table whatever. And then when I come back into the kitchen, like, five minutes later, they're, like, five minutes into an episode of the podcast (laughs) being played in the big speakers. And I'm just hearing myself. No. I'm just hearing myself, my fucking nasal, horrible, (laughs) incredibly (laughs) embarrassing voice being like, sorry, you can hear that my spirit animal is a fucking middle-aged white woman. (laughs) Which is five minutes into the previous episode. So what was the reaction? So I was like, okay, 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 okay. Turn that off. I'm having a panic attack. (laughs) And I love those guys. And those guys are fucking nice. So they turned it off right away. Okay. So so what, what was like the overall reaction that you felt that they gave 
No, Did they even do anything? Did they, they just like cut it off and that was it? Yeah, I mean, they're not... I've worked in plenty of places where people are out trying to get you. Right. And where there's a little bit of like jockeying, egos, if you're looking for someone's weaknesses and stuff. And mm -hmm. this place is not like that at all. Yeah. This was like, I was like, Ugh, this is making me super uncomfortable. And if they had had any evil bone in their body, they would have pushed it just one more second. <laughs> but they were all like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah fine, fine, fine. Right. And then I was like, and then they were all nice and being like, yeah, we'll listen to it on our own time, okay? <laughs> it's like, okay. But it's like. Bro, that's so nerve-wracking. I can't imagine. Oh. That would just shatter me to bits. <laughs> <laughs> i'd mean? quit that day <laughs> you feel me you know what i mean yeah absolutely <sighs> listening to your own voice <laughs> i feel like everybody has a problem accepting yeah. the sound of their their voice yeah but reason. then i have this weird pathological narcissism thing where i do this podcast so i don't know like how do i right how do i join those two contradictory things <laughs> really it's like Ugh. do you enjoy your voice when it's when it's heard in a private setting or do you have the same effect on the way you feel about your voice when you hear it regardless of whether you're in public or by yourself so do you listen to any podcasts at all you don't right not necessarily yeah no. so i listen to a lot of podcasts and i do have this thing where i feel like podcasts are a very intimate sort of free form um, just talking. And I think they only work in headphones and they don't work in speakers at all. Because yeah, in, in headphones, okay. the person is just right there in your head with you. And in speakers, it's like you lose 10% or 30% of what they say because it's like... I could see that, yeah. Yeah, so I think that matters. Like, Definitely. I don't know that... I don't know. I have never successfully listened to any podcast in, um, <laughs> in speaker speakers. Format. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Let me just check if we're even recording, Hav. Bro, I feel like every time... This is the second time, but... <laughs> I bump into this thing every single what? time. It's what? What like... do you bump into? <laughs> the wall. Well, Javi, <laughs> the thing about studios and television and the magic of uh, all of this is that these spaces are way smaller than... And this is part of the magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Johnny Carson elbow. show was, it was made in a closet. Really? No. But uh, <laughs> very randomly, I just found this incredible uh, TV show about making, I I just watched a TV show just now about making, oh. making TV in the middle of the night. It's just late night yeah, TV. It wasn't intentional, but it just happened to be super, oh, Javi, I'm experiencing such a sense of nakedness. It's good. So, so is it is it kind of carrying on from earlier? Yeah. And then, yeah, because now I feel like those dudes are going to listen to it. And then, so what I'm going to say now, Isaac, who I love, who put the show on, then I or ordered a sopa de albondigas. Is this something you've ever heard of? Mm, it's like a... I don't think so. Yeah, it's like a Mexican soup. It's like a, the way we make it, it's like a hearty tomato-based vegetable soup that's very, very spicy Yeah, with three meatballs in it. It's like a beef pork meatball mm. with like this beautiful spice blend. Sounds good. It's a great dish. It's very spicy. And I, I ate it and... Um, 
Isaac served it to you and, and just didn't say a word. <laughs> just like, didn't even make eye contact. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ate it super fast. And when you eat like really spicy soup super fast, I mean, I, my entire face just melted off really quick. But what I was going to say is like, that like even Chef, like the boss back there, he was like being like, oh, so what's your podcast about? Like, what's it about? And then Isaac made me this soup and he was like, I put five meatballs in there instead of three. Take it quickly before Chef finds out. So if Chef Eric is listening to this, I want you to know that Isaac was really nice and he gave me five meatballs instead of three. And he hooked me up. Don't fire him. Bro, don't fire him, please. Yeah. I show up to work tomorrow and <laughs> Isaac's, Isaac's just, just off just the like, schedule. <laughs> Why'd you have to say what you said? Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'll bro. never give you meatballs again. Dude, that soup is awesome. What is it? Something the bondigas? Albondigas. Albondigas. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I haven't really Googled it. Dude, there's a storm outside. Are you hearing this? Yeah. Dude, I don't know it's why. It's wild out there. Right yeah, now. I don't know why I have this pathological thing where I want to say what I shouldn't say. Like, on the podcast, I just do that every single time. That's actually kind of therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like, now I'm like, now it feels like I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Dude. Well, there's always God damn it. The, the privilege of being able to start over. No, 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 no. We don't do that. I know you don't do that. We don't so, do that. And <clears throat> season two, as of episode 51, the season is with video. We don't even edit it. No, it is. So whatever we did before, before I edited before the clap. Yeah. That's going on the podcast. The clap is to synchronize the three tracks. Right. Okay. There's two audio tracks and a video track. Yeah. And then with the clap, I just oh. pull them next to each other. Cause you, I can see the clap visually gotcha. yeah. as a waveform. That makes sense. That's what the clap is in a movie thing the too. snap to synchronize the, all the audio. Yeah. The clapboard. Yeah, I never realized that. Mm, that's I always what that wondered is. what the what the purpose of that was. It's like they write on the clapboard what the scene is and what the take is and what the date is or whatever you need to yeah. keep track of it in editing. Mm -hmm. And it, as like just imagining editing, like having thousands of takes total. Yeah. It must be so confusing if you don't have like that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, you know the first. Thing that I, I the first time I had that feeling of like just wanting to say the thing I shouldn't say and saying it and then feeling really bad <laughs> and then like, knowing I was going to be a, like broadcast on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, the the first <clears throat> I I did this really mean thing of of um, my friend wrote this book and sent it to me and then I talked for an entire episode about how shitty it was. You told me about yeah, this. It I've, was super mean, dude. I've still yet to Ugh, even awful. listen to it, but awful. Yeah, when you told can't me, can't believe about I did it, that. And then that's uh, what I do. And like last episode, I talked about that witch girl for like 30 minutes about everything that's wrong with her. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Avi. And then the whole time I'm like, I can say this because she's so self-absorbed that she doesn't even know that I have a podcast. So oh, she won't listen to this. Shit. But it's like, I don't know that. Does she know that? You, she does know that you have a podcast. I don't know. I feel like when you first started talking to her, she, she went ahead and took it upon herself to listen to your podcast and told you. I just listened to like two of your podcasts. Nah, that's not her. No? That must have been some other girl. Yeah. Who was that? 
Yeah, yeah that was one of I the s- other girls. I swear, it was. It had a, been the. It had a witchy a vibe. Witchy feel to it. It was. It was a oh, signature God. of a witch. You're not making me feel better, Hob. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Dude, I was scathing. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, you're, or you could just do one better and send it to her. Yeah, dude, <clears throat> I did that once. Like this one time, I just had this sort of like I worked at this Greasy Spoon Diner called Blue Star in Seattle. And I worked that was like the space place I. It was my first restaurant I worked at, and I worked there for a long time. <laughs> and then when I quit, I sort of did this episode where I just like just thought about funny stories from blue star and then the middle segment of the whole podcast like for 20 minutes i talked about this bartender who was clearly a drug addict and who had this pencil case and she would go in the bathroom and just um do (laughs) we don't know which drug like doing whippets in the bathroom, but no but like downer like a heroin maybe yeah like like some opioid (laughs) epidemic related thing and then like a psychopath. I forgot that I talked about her a bunch. And I just like sent it to some of my Blue Star friends. And I oh, sent it to her. shit. No way. And she never responded. Oh, God damn it, Hob. Dude. This is turning into such is a like. Is she still alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she never responded Fuck. to me. But... <clears throat> but she did. Last thing I heard is that a couple of months ago, she went into. This is from my Seattle peeps. She went into. Ha in Fremont, which is a bar named H-A exclamation mark. Ha. Because the owner has this really uh, rambunctious laugh. Oh, she's okay. just this, yes. She's just this large, jovial white woman who just like laughs ha. like, ha! <laughs> yeah. So the bar is called Ha. Anyway. Bro. Danielle. Oh, Danielle. Now I even said her name. Danielle found her way into Ha. <laughs> and... And uh, and she was talking to um, Julie Kennedy, who will be on the next episode of the podcast, who's coming to visit uh, in California on Monday. Nice. Yes. she Julie Kennedy is the bartender. Danielle is the crackhead. So Danielle comes in and tells <laughs> Julie, oh, yeah, so I might move down to California. I'm thinking about moving to Grass Valley. And then <laughs> Julie is like, oh, Joey lives there. <laughs> and then, then all her plans changed. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, he has that podcast. That's what she said as a response. Oh, this episode is making me feel terrible oh. so far. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but you know what? You're just like, you're purging whatever feeling yeah, I guess, that you dude. had going on. Now it's not just an internalized thing. It's actually... Being being yeah. expelled. In I feel somewhere. so naked though. Those guys over there. It's incredible how positive of a space it is at that workspace though. And it's like in any other workplace, if I'd had an even similar thing, I would have quit on the spot. Right. But there's such positive. Like it's a very positive. Hmm. <laughs> It's it's a funny. It's a very. It's very strangely positive. I mean, yeah, it's I've nice. only been there twice yeah, it's since nice. it's opened. Yeah, one of them was for dinner, and yeah. then the next time was when I went to go pick up the key, and we went. Yeah, out for your birthday. Yeah, the next day you had a bad one, and you had a good one. You weren't yeah. impressed the first one time, not with at the all. food. Yeah, but I also didn't eat food the second time. I just had a drink. Yeah, no, but like. Um, I'll, I'll uh, I'm gonna serve you some food from that place Monday. 
it's going to be hard to top, Joey. They broke bottles of mezcal for me. Oh, yeah. The second visit. Like, the yeah. second visit, bottles were smashed. Yeah. So the one funny thing that happened there this week that I'm now going to recount is that I had this one weird experience where this was two nights ago. I have a three top. One of the ladies comes up to me on the sly on the side and she's like, it's the other girl's birthday. These people, these are people in their sixties. She's like, it's the other girl's birthday. Could you get her a slice of chocolate cake with a candle? And we'll surprise her with that. And I'm like, bro, I love it. Let's do it. So I show up with the, at the end of the meal, I show up with a slice of chocolate cake. And you know what? Sometimes I get in the mood and I sing happy birthday. Okay. I just go for it. And me and the gentleman at the table, the third person, <laughs> we go pretty hard in the paint on really? singing happy birthday. <laughs> and we're singing at the top of our lungs. And then immediately it is, becomes clear that the three people that are just sort of a, three tables that are sort of adjacent to their table are just professional choir singers. And they hop in. And these people have no choice. Their brain just like <laughs> goes into that groove and they're just like harmonizing perfectly, no like shit. perfect pitch, loud harmonizing. And to have nine people just jump in on bar two creates this like mass hysteria ripple effect. In the whole restaurant. All 60 people in the room, <laughs> top of their lungs, <laughs> at the best of their ability. Like, I am not good at singing. But we yeah. have this like core of nine people in the middle that have like pitch perfect, like right. different <clears throat> harmonies. So basically everybody else that's singing yeah. makes them sound like they're pitch perfect. Yes, it but it's like matter. this mountain where they are in the middle and then they're all, everyone else is singing. Every, yeah. We're just screaming at the top of a lungs, happy birthday. Totally. And when, when we get to the name, everyone just screams Madeline. <laughs> and that's not like her name. I don't know what happened there either. How did that The whole thing was so, <laughs> the whole thing was so cold-like and like so, so psychedelic and weird. Yeah. And then when it ended, we all just like, it was like waking up yeah. out of anesthesia or something. Totally. We were just and then the lady who um, instigated told me to get the cake. She was just like, well, that was weird. <laughs> she didn't like it. That's what she told me. I mean, everyone was kind of weirded out because it was like too much. Like we all lost control. Yes. Yeah. You, for a moment, we just lost ourselves. It was like an out-of-body experience yeah. for everybody. Bro, and it was like, you know, shit, weird shit happens. And then people are like, I was abducted by aliens. But mm -hmm. no, yeah. it's just like the human experience is inherently weird you don't even need the aliens yeah and there doesn't really have to be an explanation for it no it just happened that was one of those moments where it yeah. just like overwhelmingly took over everybody's consciousness yeah. and became a solid like unified consciousness yeah and i don't i don't have more of an explanation it's true no. you're right <laughs> who who has the f like the energy to actually put the effort into figuring out no. why we're just on to the next one, you know? Dude. The fucking human mystery around here. But you compelled people to just <laughs> inexplicably... I mean, she tipped me a hundred bucks at the end, so... Even though she said, that was weird. No, she <laughs> liked it. I mean, yeah, she, she had to have liked it. Yeah, she I had mean, to she invoked it. it in the first place, right? The other thing I'm going to say on this episode is... My other goal for this episode, I'm going to try not to speak in a southern accent. 
just a little challenge for me. Because sometimes <laughs> you and me just are in a car for hours or something. Yeah, and it just becomes... A, and we just speak in a southern <laughs> accent for hours. It becomes a very confusing thing, actually, for some reason. It's like, am I southern? <laughs> if that's the thing. You're from El Paso, I'm bro. From, I'm... I am Southern. It makes me question, like, how Southern am I? And dude, you know, me, it's like, I just sound like um super generic American, but in Sweden, I'm from the South. And the South in Sweden, randomly, is also a place where there's like all the rural stuff, all the farms, we grow all the food, and everyone thinks we're ignorant, and we have a really ridiculous accent really? that everyone makes fun of. And it just has all these like similar, embar- like it's embarrassing to be from there, and then you move to a big city, yeah. and you try to get rid of your accent, mm-hmm. and all of that shit. And you become somewhat self-conscious of your accent, because yes. you're aware that it's different and it's recognizable. Yeah, but you don't, yeah, you, everyone has that moment. When you're a kid, you don't know that you sound ridiculous. No, yeah, like... <laughs> And then you grow up. I was I was dating a girl that had no idea her Rhode Island accent was what it was until she moved to California. And all of a sudden it was like everybody just pointed out the fact that her accent was what it was. What was it? Rhode Island. Yeah, but can you imitate it? I mean, dude, I no. That's it was like a very, very distinct it's kinda like a like a New Jersey type Oh, it's, it's know, not like, like a fancy New England thing. No. Okay, no. it's like a it's like a trashy sounding thing. Yeah, I mean it's a very distinguishable sound. Oh yeah, you know. But Rhode yeah, I guess, Island. I guess yeah, it would be it would be like not one of the most desirable type of accents. You know, like yeah. if you if you recognize it, you'd be like, oh yeah, you're from fucking Rhode Island or whatever. Few accents are, bro. You know, yeah, or you're like past the turnpike or whatever. Like people, people. Yeah have that notion and that's how she felt about it and she did everything to just get rid of it past the turnpike yeah like the jersey turnpike yeah like if you lived in that i think it was like past the jersey turnpike or like okay you have a specific accent the, there the is like a specific tone and way that you speak that you know yeah. that's where you live and that's where you come from and you know this because you were banging this girl yeah yeah, you learned about the world. <laughs> we learned about this. Yeah. <laughs> through the tip of your penis. These, exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't have any idea. If, I have no clue. If she dude. wasn't pretty, <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about Rhode Island. No. 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 have no idea about it, Joey. Joey, are we going to... So here's the thing. What happened, doing... what happened with... Are we transitioning to glasses now? Yes. I'm going to buy a flight paddle, which is... The thing they give you when they give you a beer flight in a restaurant on a piece of wood, you have a piece of wood with holes, notches, so, so the glass can sit in the little round holes or whatever. I'm going to buy one of those on Amazon. Bro, that's But until then, oh, Jesus. Until then, we're doing this. Yeah, we're not doing... Um, no more straight out the bottle. We're not doing solo cups right now. Oh, that's right, because we did the little... We like, did solo cups last night. Yes. So um, this episode, we're doing elderberry. Elderflower. I think those are the same thing. There's the berry, there's and the then flower. There's flower. Yeah. So, um, I brought three brands of sparkling water from Sweden that all do an elderflower version. They all oh. do elderflower. So elderflower is like ubiquitous in Sweden. So when you ask me downstairs, you have a brand of each. Yeah, I have three elderflower three here. Three different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the most iconic 
Sparkling water in Sweden. Romlösa. Which is so iconic that they don't even write the name on it anymore. You know, like how Coca-Cola just stopped writing Coca-Cola on it for a bit? Yeah. And just okay. wrote, what's up? Or whatever. <laughs> this is like that. These right. people stole that from Coca-Cola. Because they just write, write, write Rocka. <laughs> which just means to rock out. And it's like so cringe. Yeah. It's like so corporate cringe. Mm-hmm. Like when corporate tries to be... Um, Cool. <laughs> yeah. But the name is Ramlösa and is written on the cap. So this is Flader Lime. Flader yeah. being. Shit, what was that sound? Yeah, what well, what happened? Should we should we uh mm, that's a sketchy sound. Take a look. No, that's all right. That sound implies that the USB came un, undone, oh, but no. but we're fine. Um So anyway, let's try it. Let's smell it first. This is fun because I haven't actually... Why is it just like... It's like the the humidity is fucking with it. Wait, the computer? Yeah. Yeah, the humidity is fucking with it. <laughs> let's smell it. So... That's good. Oh, dude, this brings me back. It smells good, dude. We have so many elderberry-flavored, like, Kool-Aid type mm. things in Sweden when you're a kid. Yeah, I don't you go know. elderflower in wow. Sweden. Yeah, you don't go red and blue. You go elderflower. <laughs> yeah, actually, which sounds fancy, but it's super working class and shit, bro. Okay, let's try it. I need to get some elderflower Kool-Aid. Mm. Dude, yeah, that's, that's fucking good. That's not bad at all, bro. This is exactly why you do this because back home. Oh. You started off drinking. Yeah. The good shit. This is the stuff. This is really good. <laughs> it's like gentle lime just to balance it out. Like any cocktail has a little splash of simple syrup and a little splash of lime or lemon to just give it that mid-palate zing balance mm-hmm. that really just opens the mind up to whatever the other flavors are. And then this is like, it's just gentle elderflower. Dude. Mm. It's, and it's actually floral. It's like oh. a natural floral. Yeah. It's not just this synthetic weird created mm. in the lab. Beautiful. Oh. Give me. Oh, wait, you're not wait, done. I, oh, yeah. I, I have this tiny little weird glass cup. So I'm so going to enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. This is the first time I've actually fully enjoyed one of these waters. <laughs> yeah. The last time we had some bad ones. Yeah. Last time it was one was smell tasting a little bit like urine. That's how you said it. Oh, whoa! (laughs) You know what? Um, The thing I didn't say when you said that last time is that I have this uncle. It's my aunt's husband. His name is Yoran, but uh, my American aunt uh, pronounces it urine. (laughs) Uh, But what I was going to say that is the weird thing that connects those things is that since you got this haircut. You look like her other husband. Really? Yeah. You look like this guy that my aunt was married to when I was a kid. Like in Sweden, everyone looks the exact same and everyone is blonde. And then there's a guy that looks like me. But she married (laughs) this one guy who was like British. And he had black curly hair. And he was like a rocker. Oh, man. And they just got this. Look, I'm going to say this, and you're not going to understand how weird it was in a Swedish context, but they got this house in the middle of the woods, and he had snakes. And I remember being a kid running around in the grass, and there were just like these big boas just going in the grass. What? He had them free. 
I mean, he would take him out. He would and, take him out and let and, you run and let him go in the in the garden while we were hanging out. Really? You know? Was it an enclosed garden? I don't think so. No, nah, dude. We were in the woods, dude. Now nah, he was wild, That's but he had that haircut. Dude. That's the haircut of a of a man who uh, who lives in the woods with. <laughs> yeah, and she <laughs> divorced him because she had to take care of his finances. You know, he couldn't uh, take care of his own finances. Yeah, he bought too many snakes. He yeah, was, he was just like too <laughs> chill, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's such good water. Can we score this? This is the this is a nine out of ten, dude. I was about to say is somewhere in the nine range for sure. Mm, it's just so fun and different. This one's the best one. I mean, it's like I'm just gonna <sighs> go ahead and say it's the best one I've ever had. Sparkling water. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. That's funny. Yeah, that's cool. Homeless, dude. It was so fucking. Hard to find these in Sweden? Christ. Why? Because they were just sold out everywhere? I don't know. They just kept having the wrong ones everywhere. Oh. They just... <laughs> what, what do you mean? Like, they just had they the... They just had the wrong flavors. They just kept having, like... Oh, I go in these okay. massive grocery outlet style grocery stores, and they would just have one flavor. Like, an entire aisle would just be one flavor. <laughs> and all the Swedish drone people who pay 60% income tax and just... Do what the government says. They just like, okay, this is the flavor I'm doing today. Yeah, totally. I only get one choice. <laughs> That's how Americans see Swedish people. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's my interpretation. <laughs> oh God, so funny. <clears throat> um. Oh, there it goes again. What? I'm gonna have to shave these elbows down, Joey. <laughs> you hit it. Just... Yeah, dude. It's. It's it's a fucking cramped studio. I mean, I really like the potato plant. <laughs> the potato plant is really nice. Um, okay, Hav, I want to try to talk to you about. I want to try. You're the only person that I love enough that I want to have this. I want to try to talk about COVID, and like how you have. I have all these questions of how you do things so well that I really struggle with, of how you don't participate in the. Um, the teams, mm-hmm. the political teams, the cultural teams. Yeah. There's okay. this fluidity to you where you don't have an allegiance. You just have this like like loving participation in humanity. Yeah. Okay. I can, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never thought about it, but. Because it comes natural to you. It's, it's just like the way that I am, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let me try to describe some feelings that I have in certain situations, yeah. and I want to see if you ever have these feelings. Okay. Or if it's just like the spotless mind of the sunshine or whatever that movie is called. <laughs> some Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have some Jim Carrey moments here. Yeah. <clears throat> like, if I'm being, if I'm extremely painfully, embarrassingly honest, there are moments like, like, Whenever I go to San Francisco, I hang out with my uncle and my aunt, and then like I argue. They're all they just have Fox News on, mm-hmm. and they love Trump, and especially the aunt and her friend. They think that Trump is still the president, and that <laughs> they they believe like every single yeah. conspiracy around COVID and the vaccine. Like they believe that the vaccine test 
that the swab up your nose, like inserts inserts the vaccine itself, or like or inserts like, something that just tracks you, or like some right. little nanobots, yes, nanobot krill shaped insectoid, right? Yeah, thing that gets I've heard this. Yeah, this yes, is, this is a something that's circulating. <laughs> like we've seen the the photos. <clears throat> Through a microscope of something that looks like a fucking spider and it's like supposed to be somewhere and it's introduced in you somewhere. Right, yeah. And so I sit down with them and I'm like, well, first of all, I really try to get them to get the vaccine because they are old and not so healthy. And it's like, for them, it's less of a joke. Um, so I've like emailed with her a lot where I like try to really do this apply compassion because I really believe that like facts is not really it. It's more like compassion and like humanity. Right. Yeah. Is how you like reach someone. But then she got COVID and okay. then there's some sort of like <clears throat> team feeling there. Like as if I won some argument. So. Do you feel does it does it feel like there's a team feeling coming from her or from you? Both of us. So you both We're are projecting on... some sort of like you won the argument and it's like No, yeah. but I mean she lost the argument when she Right, but she's she's saying herself like you won the argument. Like this is what she's projecting to to you. Honestly, the weird thing is when she got COVID I didn't even see her. No. She had COVID. Of course, yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me this. Yeah. Because your uncle and aunt live in the same building, <clears> right? <throat> yes. <clears throat> they rent these units where he has the apartment on the second floor and she has the apartment on the third floor. Yes. And her best friend has the apartment on the fourth floor. Totally. And they are neighbors. Yes. They used to be married, they got divorced, and now they rent these units like that. <laughs> Which is curious. But I see myself doing that. I mean, that's kind of just the old traditional way of, of yeah. developing later on in life. It's like yeah. they just want the next step past getting separate beds that are like on opposite sides of the room. Yeah. You know, like your <clears throat> grandparents probably. Yeah. Your grandparents probably did. Mine did. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. So, so you're feeling I'm like. I'm feeling a guilty feeling of it's almost as if I feel good. Which is so guilty because it's like it's a per it's like a family member that I love who is now sick. Mm -hmm. And then one part of my brain that is like programmed by this like brainwashed by this like team mentality, this competitive totally. cultural that brainwashed part of my brain feels good yeah, that I'm the, winning some argument here. The desire to be right. Yeah. The desire to be right. The desire to yeah, that's really close to the core of it, wanting to be right and wanting the other person to like admit that they are wrong, mm -hmm. which no one has ever done. Right. I mean, that's kind of the problem with argument in the first place is that yeah. everybody is just kind of in that state of like brainwashed, I'm right. Yeah. And no matter what debate angle you take, whether it's like, political or like where you stand with the vaccine or yeah what you think is like appropriate to do when you raise your children or whatever the subject is yeah like everybody has this slight desire to feel validated on the way that they believe 
things should be. Yeah. You know? Some people have a strong desire even. Yeah. Yeah, the thing with kids is a big thing, too, because they're all so connected. Like, um, he's going to be mad that I talk about this on the podcast, but I got this buddy, his name is Asher, and he made the intro music, and he's getting married, and um, he invited like 250 people or something, and then his fiance's parents are... (laughs) <laughs> he's having a personality meltdown about this so it's really funny for me to talk about this openly on the <laughs> podcast but that's just what we're doing this episode it's <laughs> gonna be one of those moments again <laughs> i mean i'm gonna feel bad after i say feel this bad. yeah but so <clears throat> his fiance's parents are like extreme anti-vaxxers who are like yeah. super angry about it okay and they made they're like very <clears throat> They made them change the invitation to the wedding so that it, um, so that it complies with the government thing of how you you get arrested if you put more than fifty unvaccinated people together in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So they made it a wedding of only fifty people. So Asher, in the last couple of days, he had to sit down and personally call one hundred and fifty people and be like. Uninvite 150 people. <laughs> You're not that important. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the same horrible conversation over and over and over. So, so, oh. my, so my other buddy was like, Dr. Sutherland was like, he hasn't responded for four days. I'm very worried about him. I feel like there might be some major meltdown going on. No. Have you heard of Well, you yeah, apparently that. he responded. <clears throat> okay. But it's bad. Yeah. It's uh, bad. And the thing about it is that regardless of what you think about the vaccine, because the the thing to say out loud here is that I'm vaccinated, you're Mm -hmm. not vaccinated. And and just on our actions there, we're different. Right. But like the thing about it, regardless of what your opinion is, is like if you let your in-laws decide things and then you have kids and then like, where do you draw the boundary? It's like how much are the in-laws allowed to decide yeah what you do and what you do with your kids and everything that's a difficult thing it's dicey as fuck dude because you're also wanting to respect your in-laws absolutely but you also want a level of respect from your in-laws to be like you know it's your choice it's really it really to me i feel as if it should always be left to the individual's choice you yeah, know. but it's like, why yeah, but you have a tribe, huh? <clears throat> That's the thing. You have that, a family, right? They're gonna they're gonna expect you to to consider everybody. Yeah, this American thing of just like I'm an individual, like that doesn't work if you're a group of people and you're all a family and at the bottom of it there's kids and decisions have to be made. Yeah, that's a tough thing. Yeah, that's a it's really thorny. Tough thing. Dude, what do you do? And it's painful. <laughs> but I think um, on some level, the modern answer is that, like, the parents are ultimately the people who decide what happens to the kids. Yeah. I mean, they're the guardians. They should... Yeah. And the grandparents just are not the ultimate no. decidinators. Not at all. Even though they are the elders. Yeah. You know, the old school answer is more like in the old days, that would be like the elders have seniority over everything. Yeah. There's an olden day version of it. Kind of 
There's something to that. Yeah. It's just so tough because this one is, it has like a personal health implication and people feel like it's so woven into like reality. Like it's just like a harder disagreement than other disagreements because it's so woven into reality. Like how these in-laws in this example who believe that there's like this strong government pain, like strong government conspiracy. Yeah. I don't know that it's just so like, that's the angle that they have. They have all the different angles, bro. Is that they they think they're on the conspiracy side. Dude, that's side. everyone's angle, bro. This is the conspiracy side. Every anti-vaxxer is like, I mean. Oh, it, absolutely. Yeah. That's I mean, the angle. There's two ways. There's two type of people in the only, world. There's only, it's divided. Yeah. Two. <laughs> and it's two realities. Two halves. Like, yeah. <clears throat> totally. And how do you not participate again? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have my personal beliefs. Tell me, Hob. But I don't, I don't, I choose not to create a, like a environment where it's, it's even a considerable thought because it, what does it matter for anybody oh, else? It's such a know? harmonious, enlightened, oh. Like that's, that's what I believe in. What's the point of even bringing up the subject if it's just going to cause some sort of like, conflict or even like possibly divide you further than somebody that that Mm. you don't know you know it's like you already have a relationship with somebody and if you get along with them Mm. then you obviously get along with them is this answer now tailored to me no no this is this is tailored to everybody it's like so do you feel like you lean into the opinion and feel like voicing the opinion a little bit more if you feel like everyone around you sort of agrees with like are you more entertained with having the conversation if you're uh surrounded by people who agree with you no no not at all that's the thing dude that's Mm -mm. another side of the enlightened um posture that you live your life with like you just do not, you don't, it's so healthy, Hav, it's so healthy. Because that's the thing, like that's the thing I've had to say with, you know, like there's some people around here that I, that really argue with me about anti-vaxxing and stuff. And I have had to just realize with myself that like, I love those people. Those people are my friends. Exactly. And arguing about vaccines, it's an act of disconnecting. Totally. That creates this extremely uncomfortable feeling of disconnection. Yeah. In my heart. And it's and so you, you it's profound enough to where you notice it. Oh it's like, yeah. No, it keeps me up at night, Hoff. Dude, yeah. I lay awake for hours just writhing in this feeling of uncomfortable disconnection and fear and vertigo and just like falling through the darkness of having yeah. no common ground with people that I love. Totally. It, I mean, it's it's an unnecessary subject that people are touching on more oh. frequently than is necessary. It's like, there's no reason for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a frenzy, you know? It's like, that's the thing. It doesn't matter what, what side you choose. It's like, if mm. you choose to dispute whether somebody else is wrong or not... Mm you're basically just like out for blood if everybody's yeah. doing it. 
Yeah. You know, so it's like this weird frenzy <laughs> mentality. It's like almost kind of a primal trigger that people go through, I feel like. Yeah. Like you just killed something and you're ready to eat and starving. Yeah. That's what it is, huh? That's how I feel it is. Yeah. It's like the modern day version of that. Yeah, because we don't have anything else that's the comparable spear chucking. to it. Yeah, dude. Definitely. <sighs> Take it down. It's like, whatever it is. <clears throat> it's almost like a lion chasing something because it's running. Yeah. You know? And, like, all the all the lions fucking just hop in because of the movement yeah. and the frenzy and the I mean, excitement. <clears throat> that analogy really speaks to me because, like, if you ever see a dog chilling... And then there's a squirrel, and the squirrel runs. It's like the dog does not have a choice there. No. The dog just, like, explodes. Every muscle in the dog just tenses up, and it runs after the squirrel. Yeah. So mm -hmm. instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's how I feel with a vaccine conversation. <laughs> totally. Like, my mind that's is, like... That's exactly what my, it is. It's just seeking. It's just, like... Mm -hmm. It's just like a, the crosshair is just following this fucking <laughs> vaccine conversation. Yeah. And uh -huh. it's like, fuck. Dude. It's so fucking involuntary. God damn it, it sucks, Hob. Yeah. God damn it, if I could change something about myself, it would be to just like get this like super enlightened view that you have. You just need to learn how to override it or not care is what it is. God like damn it, Hob. I lack care of so care. much. <laughs> It's like, why? I care why? like a motherfucker. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, maybe in some people's eyes, I may seem irresponsible for not caring. And it might not be such an enlightened perspective <clears throat> that I have, you know? I mean, on one level, you can absolutely make that argument. But I also feel like on a higher level, almost everyone, because not everyone... There are frenzied people on both sides, but almost everyone feels like this is just really uncomfortable and unfortunate that we're all in this. Like, because everyone has family members, like everyone experiences these, like the feeling of how the conflict isn't handled well. Yeah. So there's a separate problem. There's not just a problem of not everyone agrees with me. There's the other problem of like, we're not handling this fact that not everyone agrees well. Like yeah. We're handling it poorly. Definitely. But it's like, bro, and like, <clears throat> if I can be diplomatic for a second, I'm, there are many things that I w am happy to admit. And it's like, like, I think there are crazy people, right, crazy right wingers who are like, believe in all these crazy conspiracy theories. And I think they're in a crazy frenzy and uh, there's all this crazy stuff. But on the exact, like, there's a mirrored thing. Like, we live in reality, and we have eyes, and you walk down the street, and you constantly see people who are, like, sitting alone in their car with their windows down, and they're wearing yes. a mask. Uh -huh. And it's like, what is that? Yeah. Like, like those we, people are crazy. Bro, we went to fucking CVS earlier, and there yeah. was somebody driving with their window down. Yeah. And had a mask on. Like, what? <laughs> Does that person, that person thinks that that mask is magical? <clears throat> I don't know. Like, what kind of voodoo are we invoking here? Well, the funny thing to me is, like, how do you choose to believe one bit of, of information, like, when it comes out 
versus another bit of information when it comes to like masking up because yeah. it's proven that the mask doesn't work. And it, if anything, <clears throat> if there's certain masks that spread it or aeros- make it more of like an aerosol available particulate. So I think there's a little bit of nuance to it. It's not completely black and white. I think it's largely masks are useless. There are specific situations. If you're like in a close space and you're going to be in that close space for a short time and you have to be with people in that close space and you put on a fresh surgical mask and you run that experiment 10,000 times, then the fresh surgical mask versus the sample group where you run it 10,000 times and they don't do that. Yes, there's like a specific small... There's a variable that's different. There, It can help a little bit with spreading a thing like that yeah. to just have the droplets be on the surgical mask. And then there are so many caveats to it. Okay. And it's like... Yeah, masks can be dirty and masks can spread all this other stuff. Right. And like the thing people talk about in Sweden, because in Sweden, no one wears a mask, dude. It's like that Swedish scientists are like, yeah, but there's all these like behavioristic things about it where you like you wear a mask and then you touch your face more. Yeah. And so we're not totally clear on like, does that make you spread it more? Do you touch your eyes more when you have a mask? Do you touch your nose more when these you have a mask? These are all things that should be considered. Yeah, know? and it's like very it's a little bit complicated. But so, yeah. But but it's also like, I don't know. I didn't, now we're getting too close to the content of it mm-hmm. because I don't want to talk about the content of it. Because yeah. the content of it is like, it's its own thing. Like anyone can Google the content of it. Totally. But the content of it is, but, but, but as a meta thought about the content of it, it's like the proper attitude I would say to have towards like just our understanding of anything is to be open to always be modulating your opinion and adjusting your opinion as we get more and more information about it. Right. Like there's nothing inherently wrong about like the, the like consensus sort of shifting constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's what happens. And that's the way humanity has evolved. Yeah. It? Like, Humanity and humanity's understanding, understanding of shit, of shit. Yeah, is like exactly. it's like there because because like my uncle will use that as a fucking argument and be like, well, in the beginning of the pandemic they said masks don't work at all, and then they say they work, and it's like, bro, that's not a good argument because it's like we're supposed to be changing our opinions as we get more information, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like this thing where really early in the pandemic, two political groups picked sides like one of those you know like <laughs> yeah like how yeah. on the playground where you like you get to pick one guy uh-huh. and the other team picks one guy and then yeah. you pick one guy and it's like uh-huh. the left is like okay we pick masks and the right is like okay we pick no masks yeah. and uh-huh. it's like the right it's like we pick anti-vax and then you just end up with these buckets mm-hmm. and you're completely stuck with these buckets totally and you're completely immune to new evidence mm-hmm. or updating your opinion yeah in both directions totally and so like i know that there are crazy people on the left and also like i know that there's lots of conspiracies bro totally and like one fucked up one is like like i read this one story recently of like this lady who she's just like a science writer and she her twitter was just like over and over, she's just like, oh, everyone go get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. And then all of her kids got the vaccine. And then one of her kids got this side effect that can't happen, which is like you get an inf- you get an inflammation of like your heart muscle mm-hmm. and you have to go to the hospital for a bit. It's like very rare. 
And the scientific consensus is that it happens, but like the risk of getting COVID and getting something bigger, I'm getting very close to the content of the conversation <laughs> now. But like that always happens. It's, yes. a, it's always going to be. Yes. And yeah. But the point is that like one of her kids had a vaccine side effect. And then that created this enormous hospital bill mm -hmm. because the kid was in the hospital for like five weeks. And then suddenly no one wants to pick up the bill for this yeah like this 150 grand or whatever i mean what do you do to the hospital and it's like all the propaganda about the vaccine is like it's free and it's ex uh, uh, safe and effective and it's like the point of the free there is that it's free and if you have a side effect we as the government are going to pay for your hospital bills mm -hmm. if you have one of these rare side effects and they don't yeah that's the thing It's a and, questionable. Yeah, it's like, fucked up. How could that? How could that? Well, that's the thing is that there's there's that acknowledgement for vaccine companies putting things out, and they don't have to. They don't. It doesn't matter what happens to you. They're so the not, the reality of this is pretty complicated, and it's the pro like there's right wing propaganda about how it's like oh they have <clears throat> absolutely no liability. The reality is like these are like evolving legal cases and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want to acknowledge that it's like some of these, like insurance companies don't love paying bills. No, that's like, not what they're in business for. <laughs> yeah. They love not paying bills. <laughs> so it's like, as much yeah. as I'm like trying to get everyone to get vaccinated, it's like, I'm yeah. also out here acknowledging that like the world is not perfect. Yeah. It's like, like there's all this fucked up. Trying to get a, some insurance coverage and they're like, do you have diabetes Do yeah you have a yeah heart disease are you expecting to get any type of surgery in yeah. the next six months like any pre-existing yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a pre-obamacare thing though because obamacare it... obamacare made it illegal to even consider pre-existing things okay it's one of those beautiful things that barack obama did for america see that's great I had no it clue. is it is great i had no idea yeah pre-existing condition so now they can't that's legally yes You get sick and you don't have insurance and you call the insurance company and get health insurance and they have to pick, they have to cover you for everything. That's great. Even though you got it the day before the day you before. signed up. Dude. That's no just how way. they have to do I it. I had no clue. Yeah, it's one of those beautiful, beautiful things that are one of the many, many aspects of the, the beautiful set of laws that are called the Affordable Care Act that we like to refer to as Obamacare. <laughs> um but okay so the so yeah back to the main point what, what was what? i don't know the main point is the guilty feeling the <clears> other <throat> big time i felt the guilty feeling is i mean it's been some time now so i'm gonna say some things about this that doesn't <laughs> totally anonymize him i'm gonna out this uh, guy a little bit <laughs> but it's like i had this one coworker. In Seattle, and he was a huge Trump supporter, and he was like the only Trump supporter I almost ever met yeah. in Seattle. And he, I, he, him, and me, we both like speak Chinese, so we like had this thing we connected over when we worked yeah. together. And like, I don't mind being friends with the Trump supporter, you know? Yeah. Like, so he was like, I was like one of his only friends because he kind of, it's a long thing, but like, we were friends for a long time and, and then I quit there and then he would come into the other place I worked at because he liked the next restaurant I worked at. So he would like come and eat and I would serve him all the time. Yeah. And we were buds and he was actually going to come on the podcast, but 
but the pandemic made everything so fucking difficult to just like do things in person. Not around here so much, but no, we don't experience that. Not to the fullest degree that now it's in, ever been. in Seattle, it, you became very cocooned. Yeah, I could imagine when the when the when the COVID happened, you became very cocooned. Yeah, and then he would come into the restaurant where I worked, and I would serve him, and he would talk about how fucking Trump is so great, and the this was like you know nine months into the pandemic, he'd be like, COVID is a fucking scam, dude, complete scam. They're just trying to get Trump to lose the election, one hundred percent a scam, and then. Like, and then January of this year, he got COVID, dude, and he got so fucking sick. <laughs> and he's thir—he's like 30 yeah. years old, hits uh-huh. the gym like a motherfucker, is ripped. Totally. Yeah. Is in ex- Excellent. He doesn't drink alcohol, has no bad habits. He just like works all these jobs, makes all this money. Yeah. Has, it's super successful. He has a Instagram account with like 200,000 followers where he just reviews food and takes food pictures. Mm-hmm. He's just like an incredibly high-powered, successful person. Yeah. And then he, and he's 30 years old, and he gets COVID, and he had like five types of organ failure. Really? And he was super sick. Like, he was like, he thought he was going to die. He was on like, basically almost on life support. I mean, dude, he had to be on life support if he had yeah, organ dude, failure. He was in trouble. And then after that, it's like, <clears throat> to me, it was just such a like, incredibly weird experience because then after that first of all i check in with him and he's like don't tell anyone don't tell anyone that i got covid which is already fucked up like why is there a stigma with covid yeah well there's also the self-awareness of like i was so against yeah it even existing yeah screaming about how it's a scam to everyone and that would just shatter his his whole persona. Yes. And then, naturally, he became apolitical <laughs> afterwards. Okay. He just, like, gave up on politics for a bit. He's I mean, like, that makes sense. <sighs> Unfortunately, yes. And then also, with that, like, he's, a, he's my bro, but it's like, he got super sick, and then a part of me, this, like, brainwashed part of me, feels good that I'm now winning Again, the argument. there's that, yeah. that inner... Weird, like, I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> the demon that comes yeah. from within yeah. is, like, standing on your shoulder. <laughs> it's just like, we did it. Yeah. We did it. We told them. He's sick. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. So bad. It's so Ugh, bad. I feel so guilty. Dude, I I know exactly what that. you're talking about, though. Like, there are things, and I can't, I can't really... There's times where I think about moments where it's like, why am I kind of feeling like whatever it, whatever is like a misfortune for somebody yeah. else. And it has something to do whether with how I'm right. Mm. Why do I feel good about it? And yeah. these like very minute feelings and they're very momentary. They're just like, like little blips of, of a thought. It's like, yeah. And this, kind of like bloodthirsty mm. joyous feeling you know it's a it's a very primal thing i think yeah but i know exactly what you're talking about but they're small for you they're, they're very small and short lived I, I like notice them instantly 
and I'll, like spray some weed killer. Oh, you because know, it's just like, uh, what is that? Yeah. And I try to just like plow it over with like a steamroller. Yeah. Know? And not, <laughs> not cultivate that feeling. No. And it's not like I'm trying to cultivate that feeling, but for me, it's like, yeah, it's just a bigger thing. I don't know. I mean, it's a natural thing, Joey. I think a lot of this, for, for the most part, that's what everybody's. Yeah, it's, that's what everybody goes through. It's unfortunate. It makes me feel guilty. But the good thing is that you're actually acknowledging it, and speaking well, about it. Most people wouldn't ever even think about voicing it to the public. Or we're even, doing a podcast episode about it, bro. <laughs> I don't know how many viewers you got, yeah. but. You know what fucking sucks? You know what I hate? That the podcast is available on all these different podcast platforms where you just listen to the audio, like Spodcast, Spotify. That's a good one. That's a good new one, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Spodcast. The Spud Bowl. It's like a potato one. Spodcast. Um, Apple Podcast. Amazon Music, <laughs> Stitcher. It's available on all of those. And yeah. I have an unknown number of listeners on those. And then there, there's no like, when you check it on there, there's no counter where you as a viewer, as a listener can see how many people listened. Okay. But the one thing that has that publicly viewable is YouTube. Mm. Where if you go on right. a YouTube video, you can see how many views it is. And like no one watches a YouTube video, so every video has like four views. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. What? <laughs> so it's like, God damn it, guys! It's like, oh shit. I mean, and it's this like is, this is new though. You've only done yes, like, like less than a handful. Yes, I've done ten videos. Okay, so you have done you've done ten. And I the... do them every a new episode every Saturday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. Dude, I wax them out, dude. I thought it was a little bit more spread out. (laughs) It was a little more spreadsheet, dude. (laughs) Dude, I wax them out, dude. I fucking make them wax, dude. I've just been dodging (laughs) all these all these weeks. Yeah. Like all the opportunities to to be. Have you let me have the house? (laughs) You let me have the house quite frequently, and I. Yeah. And I recorded pod. I'm a nomadic. Yeah, dude, you're a wandering spirit. Renter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you're that you're that wanderlust renter. <laughs> yeah, Joey, but, we'll move in together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hobby's here sometimes. But um What was I gonna say? What was I saying? The podcast thing. Yeah. The viewers. Oh yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. No, that was all I was gonna say about that. Yeah, I Googled it. I was like how to hide how many views a YouTube video has. <laughs> and it's like, it's before 2019, you could. You could hide it. Yeah. As I a, didn't know that. As an uploader of a video, you could be like, make it not public. <laughs> and then like, now you can't. So now it's just like four views. Damn, against your will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. But You will show the world. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> what? It's like. It's humiliating. I had no idea. But it's also exotic, I think. Because I never watch a YouTube video that has less than 10 views. That's good. That's pretty comforting to know. To find one that has less than 10 views is like very exotic. Yeah, you're right. It's like a weird exotic trait. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched a video that's had less than <laughs> 10 views. Like, <laughs> thinking about it, yeah. yeah. But I also don't really, like, explore that much other than, like, TikTok. That's the newfound, yeah. you know, social yeah. type. Let's do another water and then we'll talk about TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. So this is a brand I'm not so familiar with, Eco Water. I actually bought this at the airport in Denmark. Kastrup mm. is the name of the airport. Kastrup. Kastrup. Ka- Kastrup. Yeah. Trup. And um, I've never seen this, but I had two elderflower sparkling waters in my check-in luggage. And then I'm wandering through the airport on the way back to America, and I see a third one, mm. sparkling water. And that's this one. Yes. Oh, God. I. These are the... Proud sponsors of the local radio station back there. Wait, are we are we doing a new cup? There's a new cup for. Yep, bro, this is amazing. This is like a little sake teacup. These bubbles just visually look smaller and shittier. Let's smell it. <laughs> yeah, the other yeah, that's were, sharp. But I'm again, dude, elderflower. It's delicious, dude. Okay, let's taste it, dude. This one, I mean. What? What are you thinking? Smell, that smells good to you? My right nostril's nice and clogged. Yeah. It smells, it smells good. And yeah. then there's this weird after smell. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this is less clean than the first one. Yeah. This is kind of shitty compared this to the first like, one. kind of like has like a cotton candy. Oh, wow, Hav. Taste. Did you taste it? Or are you taste talking about smell? The taste. Mm, cotton candy. Yeah. Yeah, cotton candy. Kind of, The right? sweetness is a very cotton candy-esque sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So secretly there's apple juice in this, but they don't advertise that. But. Apple juice. So... Yeah, so this is a 7 out of 10. Yeah, like mm. elderflower is still real nice, but the oh the yeah the flower is actually still like in the good good range of yeah. smell and taste, but yeah, the cotton candy flavor is yeah. really weird. I think it's also like um, it's got a weird um, artificial sweetener. Yeah, definitely vibe. I don't. That I don't care for. I'm not into it. It's a 7 out of 10. It might be even worse. Maybe it's a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm just going to say like 6-ish. Yeah, that's a 6. So, um, on the topic of of TikTok, I had this realization this week, speaking to my friend Carl Krauss, that um, one of the things I really enjoy about AA is that it's like anti-Instagram in the sense that like, Instagram is this thing where you get like these like single frames of someone's life that's like real good. You know, like that's the whole problem with Instagram that like you you get brainwashed to believe that people have these great lives. Yes. It's like the one moment mm-hmm. that they're that they're on a boat or on a beach or yeah. wandering through the forest Which or like is sometimes completely false. Sometimes completely false, but regardless it's like a very short it's like a snippet of an entire week. Where yeah. maybe six of the days were like just crying until you're gagging. 
yeah. on your bedroom floor. Totally, yeah. You didn't leave your room once. Yeah. <laughs> and then you on Sunday you leave it and you have a glass of rosé on the patio and you take a pic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everyone thinks you have this great life. And then AA is like this thing where normal people, and especially the way the meeting I go to here is kind of mixed. It's a motley, motley group of people, but... I in a, in Seattle I would go to these AA meetings in church basements where it would be a more normal group of like everyone is middle aged everyone has their life very much put together everyone's got like five or twenty five years of sobriety and you know around the edges we got a couple of fucked up people and like me and younger people whatever but yeah. the bulk is like normal people and then. Those normal people sit down at the AA meeting and talk about real problems that they have of like wanting to kill themselves, like having fucking breakdowns, like obsessing like a motherfucker over something small that happened. Right. So it's like, it's like anti Instagram in the sense that like most of their life is probably all right. But they do every week. They have like one fucked up thing that yeah. really fucks them up. It's a complete polar opposite. Yes. And you sit in the meeting and you get to see that all these normal people, every week they have one really fucked up thing where they like something small bad happened to them that they really spun out on mm-hmm. and had like a total breakdown over. Totally. And that they're really struggling about or whatever. Yeah. Does that, how does that impact you though? Is like, do you take that as like some some validation in feeling a certain type of way with the issues that you deal with in your life? Like well, it reduces what you yes. experience? Yes. I think one of the ideas is to to ameliorate, to, to alleviate loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like feeling like you're the only person who like struggles with just obsessing about something negative. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. To just... <clears throat> listen to normal looking people and hear that they also struggle with yeah um anything really mm-hmm. and that that helps with feeling lonely about it all yeah like you're not alone yeah and, and then this is normal yeah this is something that people go through on a regular basis and then it's just like a nice humble or i don't know it's just it just creates a sense of balance it does yeah because it's like this counterweight yeah i never really thought about it but that that alone the fact that it offers that to people that perspective is so worth going to aa even if you don't have an addiction yeah it's like or if you never struggled with anything it's like a very healthy therapeutic thing to go to yeah it's weird because it clearly wasn't like viewing it as a counterweight to like TikTok mm-hmm. is like it's clearly not how it started. Like it wasn't inst- like it the the Instagram problem is like a new problem, but it just happens to be like a good thing for that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about this week. So how do you how do you think TikTok? How did TikTok relate to it? Well, TikTok and Instagram is just kind of the just same kind of thing the in same my thing. mind. But um, but no, they're they're a little bit different. And we've talked about it, and it's like the problem with it is, um, for me, it's the thing of the the uh, quickness of the choice. Yes. Like instant gratification. Yeah, like there's a video, 
if I'm not entertained by the video in the first 200 milliseconds, I go to the next video. Yeah. And I go to the next video and I just keep going. And it's like, when I'm there, when I do that for 20 minutes, my brain gets trained into this like super fucked up mode of, of expecting the world to gratify me within mm-hmm. two seconds. Otherwise I'm going to make a choice to discard the world. Right. Yeah. And it's like literally one of the most unhealthy <laughs> modalities. You're just, and that's what happens when I come in the room and you just like, yeah. On your back, kicking your feet. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> screaming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your phone's in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then I also, there's this other thing of just like, girls clearly struggle with this maybe more than guys that they just see hot girls on Instagram and then they get body issues. Yeah. But I feel like there's a guy version of it too where you see hot girls and then it's just like harder to end up with a partner. Yeah, I could see that. It's like, it's discouraging. Kind of, it's like, or what? It's just like the girls, the girls are so pretty on TikTok that you like want a girl that's that pretty. That's that hot, yeah. And you want her to like be nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like not crazy. That's kind of hard to find. And humble. Yeah. And you want Mm. to like have a rich dad. (laughs) Yeah. But like also her own career. And And like. Not entitled in any way. Not entitled. (laughs) She needs to be like super generous. Yeah. Sexually super generous. Totally. And it's, like, kind of hard to, like, fucking stay in a relationship <laughs> yeah. and, like, not just break up with the girls all the time. See, I feel like in that case, maybe <clears throat> you just need to deprive the the visual of having that as, like, something that you see in an everyday life. Totally. You know? Because then that creates a, you know, that creates a expectancy because you have already created this like instant gratification type yes. process and that automatically somehow formats and like formulates itself into whatever it is that you're experiencing every day. So it's like once you introduce this hot girl, all these expectations, then it becomes an issue, yes. you know, rather than if it wasn't yeah. ever even witnessed and for a prolonged period of time, you know, expose yourself to it. Do you never feel like you felt yourself being influenced by it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like what? With, the with like, watching TikTok or, like, seeing hot girls or, like, yeah. having an expectancy of, like, yeah. what my expectant- <laughs> expectation of, like, what a good relationship, ideal relationship yeah. would be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely was like, I, I remember even like in relationships, Yeah, you know, considering that I would be in a relationship and I would see other girls that were hot. Yes. And it would affect my relationship. Yeah. That's the old school version. You that's know, the offline that's version. That's the offline version. And that, that's <clears> a big <throat> one too. And that was the original, yep. you know, like <clears throat> conception of whatever TikTok has evolved to be. Yes. So now having this like speed because reel. Because pausing on the offline version for a second, there is definitely this thing where like, especially with like a dude that's like 
really complacent and kind of bored in a very long-term relationship or even marriage, mm-hmm. that those dudes had this tendency to like see these hot girls and be like, man, if I was single, I would pull that girl. Dude, and dude, it's like, but, yeah, you definitely wouldn't, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're a dad. Nope. Like, you have a dad bod. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. it's like, there's this, but that's like a, that's like a mental, that's like a super easy, weird mental fallacy. It is. That men fall into where they're mm-hmm. like, you're in a relationship, you see a hot girl outside of the relationship, and your brain does this thing. Yeah. It's what delusional. Brain, yeah, what is the brain? Yeah, what is the delusional thing that the brain does? You say it out loud, Howard. I don't I, want to say I it. I have no idea what, 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 what do you categorize it as? No, but, but it's something about like, I should be with that girl. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What the desire? It's not. It's not desire. It's not good. It's not good. It doesn't help you stay in the relationship, bro. It ruins relationships. <laughs> and then, yeah, <clears throat> and it ruins the image of what a relationship should be, too. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you know. And then, like, there are these like toxic things that people say to like counteract it that are shitty in themselves. Where it's like, there <laughs> were people like, well, you know, any hot girl you see, like. She's out there in a relationship with some man making his life completely miserable. <laughs> like, like yeah. you think she's so hot, but she fucking sucks. She's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> she's a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, that's also not the answer. You know? That's not the way. <laughs> that's also like. That's far from what it You're really... like fighting poison with other poison. Yeah. Uh-huh. God it's damn it. Extreme to extreme. God sure. damn it, Hob. There's so many pitfalls. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So you find like this, this has caused some sort of turmoil, some inner mm. turmoil when know. it comes to dating girls or finding somebody that you want to be in a relationship with because your expectations have become what they are. I don't know. I, um, historically, my blind spot was always like, that I would like connect with someone and I'd be like, this girl is super hot. This girl has all this stuff going on. She has such a spunky big personality. Mm-hmm. And the blind spot would always be like that she's completely insane. Right. Like off the walls, insane. And I would end up in these relationships and, and it's like. Then you come out traumatized. Yeah. And then <clears throat> now I'm here and I'm like, I want, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like you want, you know what you want? I want a relationship. You do? Oh, yeah. That's how I feel like you want, too. Yeah, I do. I do. I want a serious relationship. Yeah. Going on dates. Bro, going on dates in Nevada City is rough. Yeah, I'm going on some dates, and it's like, I'm not even talking about it anymore. And then you went to Chico. Yeah, I went to Chico. And, (laughs) Javi, we're not talking about this on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that again. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to say things that we, that we don't feel bad about afterwards. Don't feel like we should but say But it's all it. good. Yeah. She's just a perfectly nice person out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're just not going to go there. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about uh, things. So... How many minutes are we in? Dude, we're in a lot of minutes. We're in a lot of minutes. This is good. But there's one more topic 
I like topics. And it's not so much that I'm asking you questions here. It's more that I'm ranting about a thing that I think is that I'm not good at, that you are very good at, that I'm trying to get you to teach me how to be better at. I mean, I don't mind you asking me questions at all, Joey. Yeah. No, I mean, I would ask you, you questions if I had some, but I, it's more that I have yeah. problems with how to deal with life, and you're so much better at it. So Thanks, we're, we're 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 zooming in on those. That's that's a good way to put it. That's um, I mean that that's great that you actually feel. Javi, you're kind if, of a you're kind of like one of those guys that's just too humble mm-hmm. to be a cult leader. But if you weren't so humble, you'd be a cult leader. <laughs> But you're so humble that, but zooming right past that. That's hilarious. um, I just read this book by Steph. Her name is Stephanie Grisham. She was the press secretary for Melania Trump, first lady Melania Trump for the first two years of the Trump presidency. And then she was the White House secretary for like a year in the third year. And then she went back to being Melania Trump's press secretary. Anyway, one of the things I took away from this book is that she had this thing because you didn't pay attention to the news during the Trump presidency and you're better for it. But there was this thing in the Trump presidency where a lot of people kept getting fired mm-hmm. and they replaced people at a much higher pace. Okay. Is this a concept that's familiar to no, you? Had, no, no. Wow. Not at all. They In the Trump presidency, he just kept firing people and people kept quitting and everyone was leaking to the press about how everything was going poorly and he kept firing people because the blah 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 people kept quitting and her thing was that she remained popular with donald trump for a long time the girl who wrote this book that i just read she remained popular for a long time and he kept firing people and there was a lot of backstabbing there was a lot of like you bring someone in you say that oh yeah this person is going to fix everything and then six months later he's like yeah that person is a fucking loser and a fucking coward and he would go (laughs) he would be extremely mean to the people he fired okay that was sort of the trump pattern yeah and then her thing was that for this whole time she saw him destroy good people as they as he was firing them okay and she always had this idea sort of ego-driven idea that that's not going to happen to her. Like, that's not going to happen. Like she's she like She was invincible. Yeah. She's like, that's not going to happen to me, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a little bit special. And I really related to that sort of reoccurring meta idea in this book. Yeah. Because I, for some reason, have such an easy time imagining that, like, I have bad people. Like I'll be, I'll have bad people in my life, like people who like do evil shit to other people. Yeah, and then I'm always like, they're not going to do evil shit to me. Though. Totally. And I like keep them in my life mm-hmm. for years. And it's like, well, actually, there's one thing where like the last restaurant I worked at in Seattle is just exactly like the Trump White House, and we would call him Vietnamese Donald Trump, the guy who was the owner of the restaurant, because he was just crazy, and he would have these meetings where he would just, we wouldn't even, no one would even talk about anything. He would just talk for an hour because he liked to, like, riff Mm -hmm. the way Donald Trump rallies are, like, just Trump riffing. But, so there he would angrily and mean-spiritedly, he would 
fire people at the restaurant. And for some reason, I always felt like, well, I'm so fucking good at this. Like, I'm not going to end up in the crosshairs. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happened to me, and he was super mean to me, and it destroyed me. And it destroyed me on two levels because it both destroyed me that I felt bad that he said all those mean things to me and fired me, and I lost my job, and everything Mm -hmm. was shitty. But there was this other level where I was like, I had this whole time imagined that... Yeah, the fortress you built around yourself mentally yeah. was shattered and yeah. just, like, obliterated in a second. And, like, I felt so silly that I didn't see it coming. Right. Because I saw it happening over and over mm-hmm. to, like, good people. Yeah. Like, you have a bartender who's been bartending for 20 years, and they're a great bartender, and then they make one mistake, and he he's just, like, in an angry mood... And he just, like, yells at the person for 40 minutes and then fires them. Yeah. And it's just, like, so mean and unprofessional. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Do you think that... Did that develop some sort of complex, like, later on? Because you you believed so truly that that person was never going to do it to you. And for you to actually, like, truly believe in... And just the thought that it could be, it could be so far from true, but like, yeah, really in like a logical way of thinking, there's no reason that you, that you're immune. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's delusion. It's Uh just being delusional and it's like ego driven delusion. Totally. And it's like this sort of naive delusional thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, it's a very immature yeah thing to think and and it's like so on this other level when i got fired i was like just so embarrassed that i like was sort of drinking the kool-aid for a while right yeah and would like stand up for him maybe yeah uh-huh. like defend some of his decisions and i found that super so that's like an a comparison that's like super similar to what was in the book. But then I've had just these other much worse experiences where I've had like friends, like I've had many experiences like this, but there's one sort of uh, bigger thing where like in Shanghai, I had these group of friends and some of them were like these French guys and they were super rapey with women. Yeah. I remember Matt, Talking about certain things. Yeah. And just being like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. yeah they Seriously? Would, they would be super rapey with women. And, and I would always, I was young and I just hadn't really like landed in interpretations of the world. So I wasn't sure of like when and where to take a stand. And these people would like be like 10 years older than me. Yeah. And they would be these big brother figures and they would like really come at me and be like, no, that girl was a fucking whore. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, that girl was a whore. Oh. Yeah. And, and I would like believe them. And right. then the thing that happened that obliterated me on the both levels is that like I had this girlfriend um, and like she got wasted at this party once and they were like super rapey with her. And they like she was passed out and they were just like rubbing her pussy and stuff. Wow. And I was like passed out next to her in a bed. And it's just like really so dude that's fucked up super traumatizing that's yeah that's like a deep rooted type of scar that yeah how do you that's something that i feel like if i were to go through my mind would just naturally for no reason go back to that time and think about like 
that and it would just like affect me deeply yeah in some way you know like not not any definable way of Mm. like how it would affect me but it would be on my mind and it would would come off as like a disturbing thing Mm -hmm. very frequently yeah yeah like after that happened there was a lot of me i would like lay awake at night and feel like really hot like my forehead would feel really yes. hot because uh-huh. I was just like so angry totally and frustrated. I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly the feeling. It's so crazy. And the crazy thing is like she handled it so much better than I did. Yeah. Like she was just so much more resilient and mature and had like these mm-hmm. realistic expectations of the world. Yeah. And she was like so much better at life than I was. You know, I feel like women are so exposed to like certain realities yeah at a younger age yeah like christiana and i were talking about this other day it's like men aren't you know like we're we're kind of privileged in a way where we don't have to experience certain circumstantial realities that that exist for all women yeah all the time and yeah. no matter what age you are, and sometimes it's like painfully true that it happens at a very young age. So yeah. like the fact that she, well, you feel like she actually handled it better than you is totally reasonable. You know? Yeah. She's probably dealt with shit like that her whole life. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is something that you, you know, like probably haven't experienced up until that point in life pretty much yeah that was the first experience yeah but and it's like like by proxy like i wasn't the victim of no like sexual harassment or assault or whatever assault i would call it sexual assault i think yeah it's sexual assault for sure correct label but it's like i was it was like just by proxy you know totally and it's like i don't know i was just so fucked on so many levels because it's like yeah, I was just so, I couldn't get over how much better she was at just processing it mm-hmm. and how I couldn't process it. And so that's like one thing that I felt so frustrated about. And then there was this other thing of like how I had, how I realized retroactively, like all these times that they'd been rapey and that I had like sort of bought that. Yeah. And just been part of a culture. Yes. Like, not that I, uh, yeah. Not I mean, that you partook in any no. of it, but it was just like being a level a bro of, to dudes like yeah, that. Accepting who they are and what they did. And yeah. It's just like, and somehow rationalizing in it in your yeah. mind that that happened for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's pretty, that's a pretty profound experience to come to terms with, you know? It's yeah. a long-term experience. Yeah, it's a downer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, this is a downer. But when yeah. you're young, it's just like you're so impressionable. What do you? That's not. Yeah, it's not anything that you should beat yourself up over. But it's just like, well, it's hard to process. Yeah. No, it's more like I'm disappointed that I still have these traits of, like, it's almost like I think one of my problems is that I'm a little bit too. Like I'm a people pleaser and I'm, I really get on people's level. Yeah. Like I really just like to, it's interesting because with you and me, it's so different. Like you don't drag this, you don't pull this out of me at all. But like, I just like to talk to anyone 
Totally. And, and I, I, I like will bend too much to be like the person I'm talking to. Yeah. Okay. It's and I don't like have a, a very solid core. Yes. Very chameleon. Yes. Type skin. Yes. And it can lead to when that, when you stretch that all the way to your values. Mm-hmm. And you spend a lot of time with people that maybe have other values than you, and you just sort of like bend your own values. Yes, it's um, it can be problematic. It gets weird, dude. I yeah. I mean, I I feel like I've struggled with the same thing my whole life. Yeah, more in the past couple of years, I've learned and acknowledged that this has been an issue for me because it hasn't mm. served me in any positive way other than pleasing the people that I'm interacting with, yeah, you know, at that moment. Yeah. But it, for anything, it causes more of an issue within myself and who I'm specifically, like if you're partnered, that's, that's another thing. Like if you have a significant other that you spend all your time with and you behave like this and this is this is a very incompatible thing that can exist together you know yeah. it's like that causes issues because you are being insincere in so many different ways even though you are like sincerely trying to have a conversation or interact or like yeah be liked or please other people but it's like it's a weird it's a weird ground to always have your feet in. So you feel like you have constant, solid, your own values that are in there? Yes. Mm. Now I do. Mm. Before it was like very questionable. Mm. <clears throat> Something, I don't know what what it was that solidified it. Yeah. You know, like more than it's ever been. Because yeah. even still to this day, like, there's, there's, I can, even though I say it's like those values or they're like the core. Yeah. You can still spend enough time with me and for a long period of time and still see these little hallmarks of like what I used to be at the peak of me trying to please other people. Hmm. Like you what? Know. I don't know. It's yeah, just it's like very abstract. It's a it's like almost a form of imitation, you know? Or like yeah. like acting yeah. a certain type of way because you know that people are gonna respond to you in um and like like they like you more because yeah. you act or say a certain thing. Yeah. That's, that's just kind of a rough yeah. view on something that I would do all the time. Yeah. It was just like a simplistic way People of pleasing constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And not valuing who I am. Yeah. I don't know. I really struggle with like, sometimes I barely even believe in the fucking, I don't even think identity exists. I mean, it's weird. Identity is a weird thing. Like you meditate enough and it feels like it's just like there's just one consciousness in the universe and 
any sort of thing and I mean any sort of individualization is an illusion. Now that's a pretty high form of thinking, Joey. Well, because that that actually is arguably something that people that meditate in like the higher vibrational thought yeah. would resonate with is like you would consider that you are everything and everyone is you and That's all what the my experiences. AA sponsor thinks. Thanks, Joey. My AA sponsor is really hung up on the infinite openness and oneness of <laughs> yeah, like all experiences are you and <laughs> maybe it's just like this yeah. quantum existence. It's man, dude, my AA, my AA sponsor is so fucking nice. He's got so many like He's got this one belief, but depending on how or when we're talking about it, he has all these different languages for it. Like he has sponsees, like people he used to sponsor for, who are like Christian. And then he talks about, talks to them about this like openness in this specific way. And then with me, he talks about the exact same thing in a completely atheist language mm. of like okay. the openness of it. Yeah. And then he has this like in the meetings, He'll talk about it in this like more general, palatable to everyone <laughs> way where he like, well, you know, you do the 12 steps and it yeah. will lead you to, to realizing, I'll just quote him. His name is Howie. He'll be like, it will make me realize that I should not believe the lie that I am Howie. Instead, I should wake up and realize that I am a child of God. And it's like, that's, it's like Buddhism, yes, but it's yeah. Buddhism expressed with Christian language. With, yeah, totally. Because it's, it's like the idea that you have this name and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like this really sort of, it's an illusion. Yeah. Like that shit is like. That's the ego. Yeah. That's just the, the ego that you can, you can, there are many, many drugs we can give you that can show you that that's an illusion. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And really when you wake up, you realize and then fill in the blank. Like you can use so many words for what it is mm -hmm. that you realize. Yeah. But to realize that you are a child of God is like this really, mm -hmm. it's like this Christian kind of beautiful way. Yes. Of, yeah. It's like to realize that ego doesn't exist is to realize that you are a child of God. <laughs> I think that's like so it's fucking such nice. A, yeah. It's like he formats it to yeah. the, the listener. Yeah. And basically. then with me, he'll be like, he'll like when it's just him and me one-on-one, -on -one, it, it'll be like, you know, he'll just talk about how you read. Actually, he'll quote like all these like old Indian meditation teachers and and say shit that I don't even. He'll talk about the Brahman, you know. Yeah, but does it resonate with you? Oh, you feel yeah. Like the impact of it hits in the right place. Yes, he gets me. Because so he understands. Yes, the language that's necessary. He understands how he should talk to me because I that shit like. Mm. Those yeah. old way, like the early Buddhist writings that were like, not when it wasn't a religion, when it was just observations about how the mind works, mm -hmm. when it was just like, it wasn't like a belief, life is suffering. It was just like this observation that like, oh, as we stay alive, we're actually, we're just suffering all the time. Like, it, it was just these series of observations about like, okay, right. so we can actually sort of move away from wanting things more mm -hmm. and that will make us maybe suffer less and it was like this sort of set of self-help principles totally and like 
those things resonate with me like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like those original, before they turned Buddhism into a religion just because it needed to be, uh, you know, used by a government yeah. and stuff. I mean, yeah. That's, that's nice. And that's, that's pretty dope. The alteration of your perception is like, is, yeah, is it's pretty nice. key yeah. to having like different perspectives Yeah, on whether you're experiencing pain or you're fortunate. Yeah. You know, or you just, you're a terrible person. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, should we do the last water? Let's do the last water. It's, uh, what is this? It's 1.20 a.m. right now. Dude, we're doing great. <laughs> we're so tired right now. <laughs> my eyes are probably... Dude, my know. eyes are tired right now. These lights make them feel like they're 50% closed. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. This one is elderflower and pear. Ooh. The first one was elderflower and lime. The second one was elderflower, but if you read the ingredients, it's actually there's some apple juice in there. Third one, pear. So let's right, smell it. Smell. Smell. So I'm smelling a lot of that sort of pear <gasps> popsicle. There's a lot of pear going on in Frozen there. Frozen pear popsicle. But it smells good. Pigeline is a Swedish pear. Pigeline. Yeah, pigeline. Pigeline. Oh, yeah. You know, it's so peri to yeah. begin, like, as it enters. Yeah. The nostril is, like, peri, and then very small hint of, pa <laughs> of what of passion fruit. No. Uh, elderberry. Elderberry slash elderflower. Elderflower. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So, important thing here is that these bubbles are garbage. Dude, they are, like, almost non-existent. This is Weird. almost not carbonated. Dude, you know what it's like? It's like sprinkling salt on your tongue. Yes, liuka. <laughs> liuka. This is liuka. liuka. The third brand here is liuka. It's like sprinkling salt. It's like, yes, it's like a weird... It's like, what is that? It's like if you took baking soda. Yeah. It has a chemical reaction. Yeah. It's like you took baking soda and put it in water and drank that. It's like, and yeah. called it carbonated. It had this like, <laughs> this natural tendency to just settle on the surface of your tongue. You know, it doesn't yeah. bubble. It just like yeah sits on your tongue. Yeah. It's the weirdest form of carbonation I've yeah. ever experienced. So that ruins Luca. it. Yeah. I don't really like Luca. No. That's... And it's also way too flavored. Mm. What is that? It's, it's artificial and bad. Dude, it's, be, it's next level artificial. Like, they are, <sighs> they created... I didn't, I didn't think that bubbles could be considered artificial they're all not real bubbles joey no nah, they're <laughs> this is shit this is this, this is one is two out of ten digital bubble here this one's two out of ten it's garbage yeah i agree i'm gonna give it a one yeah okay i'm gonna give it a two but that's Ugh. all right all right so bad i think that's an ep that's an episode was there anything else you wanted to say hob no i i really enjoyed it it was good it's nice you got everything off your chest you know, I didn't really come up here with any no, that's true. desire so to. 
I don't even know what to expect anytime I come up yeah, here. Yeah, you're just you're just a free your heart is just a free flowing river. It's good. You don't build a dam. No. And I don't I don't have any little cobblestones no. to be working with either, Joey. No, it's Yeah. It's good to just come up here and like try to forget. Yeah. There's any fear involved. <laughs> yeah, it's a liminal space. <clears throat> Cuz that is one thing. It's like growing up being in a situation, you know, like ballooning the idea of being in front of people or like speaking the mm. the anxiety that builds with the simple thought. Mm. That's something to conquer for sure. It's like one of the biggest issues I feel like I've I've had to deal with. You used to be shy like that? Extremely shy or mm. just like overly sensitive hmm. you know to people just like even putting any attention on me hmm. yeah I mean technically there's not anybody looking at us right now but no the notion of it is almost yeah. the equivalent of it three YouTube views three YouTube views yeah YouTube views YouTube's YouTube's oh I'm so tired <laughs> 2 a.m. Yeah, we did it, Joey. Okay, we did it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. <laughs>